God's grace and God's mercy and God's peace are given to you through our Lord and our Savior Jesus each and every day. We're going to look at the gospel lesson for this morning. I'd like to just lift up for you from the gospel of Luke chapter 15, verse 28. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I know he's not a real person, okay? I, I, but if he was, what I am about to do would make him happy, at least initially. You see, in this message, it's based upon Luke chapter 15, the story of the man who had two sons. I'm not going to focus on the younger son, the prodigal son. Typically, that's the center of attention in this story, isn't it? I mean, even as it was introduced and read in Scripture by Ruth, she said, the story of the younger son, right? It's all about him. Even, even given what he did, in the end of the story, everybody ends up liking the guy, don't they? And, and more than just like, like him, they have a great big party for this guy. That is all much to the chagrin of the older brother. In his opinion, no one ever pays any attention to him. It's always about his brother. Always about his brother. It is never about him. Well, if he was a real person, and if he was here today, I'd say to him, older brother, today is your day. This is the day that you have been waiting for because this is going to be all about you. I'm going to rename the story, the story of the older brother. I'm not even going to mention your younger brother unless you bring him up. Oh, this, this today is going to be all about you. And I can almost hear him say, finally, it is about time that somebody sat up and noticed me and how good I was and all that I did. Finally. So let's pretend for a moment, okay? Let's, in our sanctified imaginations, let's pretend for a few moments that the older brother is a real person. And he's here. He's sitting right there. Okay? Let's, let's pretend that. And there's a question I want to ask him. Now, unfortunately, I, I, I think uh, he, he, he may not like the question. He may feel that this question puts him a little bit on the spot. And in some people's opinion, maybe 
uh, this question will make him look bad. But before I ask him the question, I think so as to really kind of cement this in our mind that, okay, we're pretending that he's a real person, let's give him a name, all right? Because I think that will help us just firm it up, okay, he was a real person. And, and so the name I'm going to choose for him is, is Ono. And I, I picked that because I, I don't want anybody by any way, shape, or form thinking that I am talking about them. You don't know any Onos, do you? And so consider this kind of like a disclaimer that any likeness to somebody that you know is merely coincidental. Okay? This is Ono. So the question I have for Ono is, is this. Ono? How come... I better sit next to him. Ono, how come you were mad at God? Have you ever been mad at God? That's who Ono is mad at in this story, isn't he? I mean, go back to the story. Who does the father in the story represent? represents God. Ono is mad at God. Why is he mad at God? Well, I don't know. You know, just, just see the anger in his words to his father, okay? And not only don't just see the anger in his words, hear the anger in Ono's words, okay? And don't just... Hear the word in anger in his words, but feel the anger in Ono's words. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never, ever gave me even a young goat, so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, come home, you killed a fattened calf for him. Why is Ono mad at his father? Why is he mad at God? Because he believes in his heart that God has not treated, his father has not treated him fairly. In fact, take it one step further, that his father has not ever treated him with love. He's come to believe that his father is not good. Have you ever questioned the goodness of God? Have you ever asked this question of him? Have you ever asked this of God? How could you let this happen to me? How could you let this happen to us? 
Not to put words into Ono's mouth, uh, but that's pretty much the question that lies behind everything that he says to his dad, isn't it? How could you let this stuff happen? Can't you hear him say, at least he's thinking it, I didn't deserve this. Ono's not in a good place with his dad, is he? And to be sure, his father knows that even as it's easy for us to pick up on. So at this point, I'd like for us each to reach out to Ono. Much like his father reached out to, to Ono with a, with a sincere effort as he, as he went out to him, as he left the party, as he left the guests, as he le to go out and, and reach out to his, his son, the way he spoke to his son, how he affirmed the feelings of his son, but, but then asking this. Ono, we hear you. We hear your feelings about not being treated fairly by your father and that you don't believe that your father is good. We know those feelings are real, Ono. But Ono, now we've got to ask you this question. Are your feelings telling you the truth? Is it really true that God is not good? While we wait for Ono to answer the question, and in the midst of our own feelings about God not always being good to us, and as we look at the things in our lives that have happened to us, and let's ask ourselves this question. Is it true what our feelings are telling us because of our circumstance? Is it true that God is not good? Are those feelings telling us the truth? We do have those kinds of feelings, don't we? During moments of loss, when something bad has happened to us and our, our world has been turned upside down when, when we feel as though our prayers aren't just being not answered, we're being ignored by God. When we're in those times of, of loss and we're asking, why me? Why us? And that's a natural part of grief, those questions. It's also a natural part of grief to get angry. And many times in our grief over our loss, in our anger, we direct that anger toward God. We get angry with him. So was Ono wrong for what he said to his father? Was he wrong to feel the way that he did? Was it wrong for him to get mad at God? Well, Listen to his father's reaction to his son's anger. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. Was he upset with his son? 
Was he calling his son out? Was he offended? Did he return anger to his son for the anger that his son was flashing at him? Or did he continue to love his son? Did he go out and speak in such a way to his son so as to help his son trust in him and his love for him? Did he, did he use words which would convey to his son that he, that he loved his son and he would always love his son and that would never change. He would always have his son's best interests at heart. I mean, the actions of how the dad went out to his son and how he spoke to them, don't those actions make it very clear what was in the father's heart yet? toward his son? And how about these words of God to you as he comes out to you wherever you are at and invites you to come back in to him? Has God stopped loving you? Has God stopped being good? What do these words say? Listen to these words. These are words that God spoke to Israel at a time when their collective feelings were telling them that God was no longer faithful or good, when they had been exiled to Babylon. From Jeremiah chapter 29. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you. This is God speaking to them. I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Has God stopped being good? From James, James chapter 1. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Those words closely echo and, and match and resemble what the Father in Jesus' story told his older son, don't they? Listen as through the Father these words are spoken to you. My son, the father, says, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. You know, as important as those words from our Heavenly Father are to us in assuring us that he has not stopped being good, regardless of the circumstance, that doesn't mean he has stopped being good or stop loving you even when we've given anger back to him his actions are even more important and say it even more clearly you know what they say actions speak louder than words so what action has God taken once and for all times and circumstances that proves 
and guarantees that his love for you is unconditional and that regardless of circumstance, he still always is good. And not only good, but faithful. Perhaps these words of Paul from Romans answer that question better than any others. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? And here's the action that speaks louder than words. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? The very one telling us this parable, this story of the man who had two sons, one of them being a prodigal, the other one being angry, the very one telling us this story is the reason that you and I have to know with full confidence that regardless of our circumstance or even our feeling of being angry with God, he is always good. Did Ono accept that? After his father came out and, and asked him, implored him, invited him to come back in, did, did Ono go back in and join the celebration? We don't know, do we? Jesus doesn't tell us in this story. But just know that with every ounce of his heart, the father wanted that older son. He wanted Ono to come back in. He wanted, he wanted him to know that the invitation to come back in, this, was a, this is a standing invitation. He didn't, he didn't set any time limit to it, did he? He didn't say, if you're not back in by 3 o'clock, forget it. No, there was no time limit. He would always be welcome because Ono... Oh no, you would, you, will, you would always be his son. Always. Now I'm talking to real people. That's what he says to you now, doesn't it? He's coming out to you. His invitation to come back in. There's no time limit, is there? There's no end date to it. He's always going to welcome you home. Always. His love for you is always going to be unconditional. Always. Because always, he's good. Always. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.